Shane McEachran. Hey, man, this is Phil X. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Dimer. I'm talking rock with Dave and Shane. All right, we are just rocking and rolling here. Kurt Dimer is joining us with Phil X, of course, of Bon Jovi. And these guys have done so much separately and they're doing some cool stuff together. The debut EP, Work Hard, Rock Hard, is out now and it is heavy as shit. We can say that this is a podcast. Who cares? (laughs) Heavy as shit. Why don't we start off and, uh, you know, Kurt and Phil, we'll just, I'll ask you, you know, both, you both can answer um, this one. I mean, you know, you guys coming together and delivering such a cool product here. I mean, what do you make of this awesome collaboration? Uh, you know, Kurt, do you want to start, man? What do I make of this? Uh, you know, once I got past the point of realizing my friend and my, my, my cohort and the, and writing this together, it was Phil X and, our relationship and how it started and where it is now. It's just very surreal. It's very awesome. It's uh, probably the best creative situation I've been in in my life. Yeah. And uh, we get each other and we're on the same page and we write songs that just blow our minds. And uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite a duo and along with Chris Lord Algie, our producer, of course, who is like the magician who brings it all together for us. So it's it's very surreal and I'm very blessed. Yeah, that was that was kind of my question, Kurt. Was uh, what's it like working with Chris? I mean, legendary producer has been around forever. I mean, uh, what uh, what's it been like? Well, he, he, Chris is kind of how I got discovered. When I came to LA, I had a demo that I had uh, had met, I had done with a partner out of Alabama, my original writing partner Ben Trexler. <laughs> which kind of got me back into the vibe of wanting to do the, the front man thing and be a lead singer and write music. And I brought it out to Chris um, during the COVID, the beginning of COVID and he agreed to mix it. And our relationship took off from there um, to where he wanted to start to produce and work with me on my other music. And Ben, my original writer and I had uh, wanted to do a cover of have a cigar. And Chris said, let me, uh, show you what I can do with this. And that's when Phil, Phil put the, the probably one of the most epic solos you've ever heard onto that on the fly. He even was going to redo it because he wasn't sure if it was good enough. <laughs> it blew me away. And, you know, I got chills when I heard it. And Chris is like very, he's taken me under his wing. He's very supportive of me. I mean, I've been here this week and we I mean we go out to dinner together we're friends and Phil and I are friends and that's very important because then we're, and we're all different but when we all come together we all respect each other we all bring our different uh talent to the table for each song and it's just magical I mean we can't stop writing Phil man yeah the trust is pretty amazing the trust is amazing too because you know like uh Kurt will send me lyrics and then I'll pick something that I connect to as not only a, a, an artist, but as a, uh, as a, a human being. And then, uh, so I come up with this track and I put, come up with the melodies and all this stuff and put it together and send it to Chris. And he puts his production 
arrangement hat on and he's oh man i took this section because it only happens once and i, I put it in and it happened again and, and you and you don't you don't go hmm, i kind of liked it my way because you you really become too close to something so taking a step back you can trust the guy like chris lord algae because you're kind of like well who's got all the grammys <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's, i mean there's that but he just always has a musical aspect of uh, just an outside source that you bring it in and he goes, it's gotta go like this. And you're like, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I've learned so much from him and I've worked with a lot of people, but he's one guy that just, he brings something to the table that is un unparalleled to anything I've ever done. Phil, do you just have like a stockpile of riffs or you just, does it come from the gut somewhere or just like what drives you? What's your inspiration? I mean, you've probably heard Riffmeister before, but yeah. I, I'm going to take that crown, man. Cause uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, it's, turn, it's turning on the faucet, you know? So, and uh, I just know when I hear something or see something uh, in my, in my mind's eye, like, okay, this riff goes with this lyric. Like one of the first songs we did together was Naive. And that's a perfect example of reading something on a piece of paper and then bam, it's a song. And it just happened really quickly and really came together. And when I sent it to, uh, and when I sent it to the guys, it was, it's basically, okay, here's dessert. Wait till you fucking try this. <laughs> yes. And they call and they go, this is the best dessert I've ever had. It's right. like, I'm like, Phil, you nailed it. That's exactly what I wanted. And he's like, it was so good. It's like, and then he, it happens on every song we do now. We're like trying to outdo the last song. Yes. That's what makes it pretty exciting. It's a great, you know, quote. we set the bar pretty high and I don't think we've come beneath it since. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to hear the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're pumped. Yeah, what what would you say the what would you say your favorite track is off the new EP? Off off a of work hard rock hard. I, yeah, my, my favorite track's naive for sure. I mean, yeah. if I'm jamming the car, I like to jam in the car, and I'm gonna crank it up. I'm gonna crank up naive, but honestly. It's like I, I, I want to put out rec records, EPs that you can listen from top to bottom and I can listen to every one of those and that there's no filler and I don't want to turn it off. So if I accomplish that for me, then I know I might be hitting some other people. You know, some people may want to turn it right off. It's not their thing. There's a lot of music on the radio I don't like. I don't listen to it. It's fine. But uh, I can listen to this top to bottom. And I but naive, I would say, would be my go to jam. What about you, Phil? <laughs> thanks for asking um, <laughs> he's got it down <laughs> I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm 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 gonna jump on the naive wagon because uh from the riff to the lyric to the message to the solo like we just did uh we just finished it up we got we did a naive guitar solo contest so we got tons of submissions that i'm going through this week and uh, we've got Rick Beato and Richard Fortas from Guns N' Roses. Oh, he was a guy wow. that actually made me think he's going to be a judge as well. And he's the one that he heard that solo and he goes, dude, this solo is ridiculous. And I'm like, well, maybe we should have a contest. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So yeah. oh, that's I asked him to be a judge because he, I, I, 
I remember you telling me you love that solo. Will you be a judge? And he's like, I'm in, man. Yeah. And it's amazing. You got young and old uh, players just submitting. Oh. And uh, it's really amazing to see the work put into uh, doing a cover of that solo. So it's flattering as a guitar player. Because, I mean, you know, I grew, I grew up listening to, I, you know, grew up learning from Eddie Van Halen and Randy Rhodes and mm. Julie John Roth. And I knew I didn't want to be a copycat. So I knew learning the stuff is one thing, but then kind of disguising it and making it your own is, is taking it to another level. So seeing all these, even kids throw down, like there's a 13 year old in there, there's a, yeah. an 11 year old in there and they're yeah. just whipping it out. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. There was so, even a somebody did it on bass. And then somebody- uh, he, actually, he actually can't qualify because he's my cousin's son. <laughs> it's awesome like when you, read, when you read the lottery ticket and you cannot be related to anybody that worked for Lotto or whatever oh. and, um, <laughs> I feel bad but he's yeah. left-handed he's an amazingly talented bass player Luke but he just uh, he's related to the, yeah. the oh, guy man. so he can't yeah. <laughs> disqualified yeah Kurt, there's like a and maybe it occurred it's in your voice, but there's just such a huge Southern influence. And I dig that. It kind of takes me back to like the outlaws or maybe like maybe a little bit of Skinner in there. I don't know. I dig that. Is that just kind of like you just, is that part of kind of just your sound or I mean, what? Yeah, I, I am not one of, one of the things I, I, I told myself I was going to do when I got back into it is I'm not, I, I played in the cover band when I was young, I was writing stuff. And when I stopped doing music and, and, when I came back to it, I was told myself, I'm going to be me and you'll, you'll like me or you won't like, you know, you won't like my style. It's fine. You know, we all like different toppings on our pizza. It's fine. Yeah. So I stay true to my voice and I was born in Ohio and Cincinnati, but I spent six years growing up in Houston. That's mm -hmm. the longest I ever lived anywhere before I graduated high school. Okay. Other than that, I was jumping all over that. My dad was getting moved about every six months. So Houston probably had a big impact on my voice. And my dad was a baritone singer in the church choir. And I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and my sister had the real powerful, like the voice voice. And they were the two big singers. I was just kind of Kirk the fuck up, you know. And but here I I stayed true to my voice and and I and I'm honoring them every time I play. And I just don't if you try to go out of your range or try to do things that you're not, your voice isn't made to do, then you're, you're bound to fail when you're doing live performances and whatnot. And I'm really into performing and putting on a show for the fans. And it's just my voice, man. Everybody tells me I should be on radio or <laughs> I, I had a news station say, Hey, come sit over here and do the news for us. It's like, <laughs> or do a podcast yeah, live, doing... live from the road. Yeah. yeah. We'll be on the bus and Phil will go, What'd you say? What would you say? Quiet, deep voice guy. Would you? <laughs> so. I mean, you're hearing the engine and you're on the road and you're driving along. And you say something like, What's up? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm deaf, man. Come again. What? But you yeah. know, I think, I think what, what uh, really, really uh, makes a lot of people gravitate to our sound also is that, you know, we've, our formula really worked out with, you know, Kurt doing his thing, which is very special. And, and then when you get to the chorus, uh, we just don't, 
it's not a chorus unless it hits you like a chorus. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody, I I know I'm a musician that a lot of people send me songs. Hey, can you give me a take on this? Can you give me a take on that? The last thing you want anybody to tell you when you hear a song is, was that the chorus? Right, right. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen here. Like yeah, every yeah. chorus has, you know, I got my voice on there when we play live. We got Michael Basso. He's an amazing singer too. And I knew we needed another great singer in the band. So he worked out perfectly. Um, and he's my brother from Toronto. Uh, he, the, the way we, we plan it is Kurt is telling you the story the way only he can. And then when we get to the chorus, we all sing like birds. And people are like, what is happening? Because if they, even if they've never heard it before, you hear something that hooked you for the first time, you're going to remember it. So, and we heard that a lot from people on the last tour um, in the fall with Jeff Tate. They just, well, we never heard of you guys, but we heard the, the songs and I was singing in my head after the show. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I think uh, I think it's a, a great position to be in song-wise. Yeah, sure. yeah, with with Jeff, you guys were uh, in our area at the at the Glen side, weren't you? Did you like that venue? Yes. Yeah, that's an Glenn. amazing. It's one of the, it's yeah. one of the best Kesler. sounding venues yeah. in this area. It's like the old theater. Yeah, Dude, we uh, had a lot of old theaters, and when you're walking around, going, this place is amazing. Yeah. It's like uh, it's you're so grateful it didn't get knocked down. Turn into a condo. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> happening way too much. Unfortunately. Way too much. You, you way are, too much. You guys are hitting the road, uh, Kurt. Uh, Hollywood, uh, California at the Rainbow, right? Is that right? Uh, uh, four yeah, we're doing the fiftieth anniversary Rainbow show on the twenty fourth of April, and then we'll head to Ohio, where my studio is in Cincinnati, and we'll uh, rehearse a few days there. Then we hit the road. I think our first show is the 29th of April. Up in, up in PA. Yeah, man. Yeah, Harrisburg. What's it going to be like to be a part of the um, the rainbow celebration? It's uh, very uh, unbelievable again. I mean, I came out here three years ago and, you know, the, the people that wanted to manage me right away at the beginning, they said, well, you're going to want to hang out at the rainbow room. This is where it, so, I mean, it's, it's, I like to hang there because I can have a smoke and I can have a a beer so it's, it's cool but to come out and see this iconic place that i hear all the stories of from the 80s and and, oh, shit yeah. like that. and now i'm a part of their 50th anniversary after a couple of years of being in la it's it's pretty uh pretty amazing man so i'm pretty yeah the stoked. history is incredible of that place i mean the whole strip you know with the whiskey yeah. and you know the doors played the whiskey and <laughs> Oh, man. Hendrix played the whiskey and you're like, oh, it's crazy. So, <laughs> but then the rainbow, everybody was where everybody went after. After the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got to play the whiskey in November. That was awesome too. I mean, we have, we actually have live footage of the whole show that we'll be putting out in bits and pieces, but that was quite an honor as well. So nice. Yeah. How was, how was ship rock Kurt? It was, it was amazing. I, I, uh, you know, that, that was another first for me. And I went, I went solo on this. Um, Phil couldn't make it with me. And I, so I just said, I'm going to go do my thing in the stowaways. I'm going to bring my voice to it. And 
I didn't know what to expect, and it turned out to be a very pleasant surprise. I mean, I played in the mo in front of the most people of any of the bands every night because the stowaways are a pretty big draw. And yeah, it was uh, to be up there with Bumblefoot and uh, HR from Bad Brains. And oh man, Sonny that's insane. And it's, it's nuts. Like, really okay and here i am and they all it, the funny thing is all these artists they didn't because i'm a newer artist a lot i i heard like madam May, madam mayhem i sang with her and some others and i heard that the rumor was they thought i was some country star that they had never heard of that i came out of that <laughs> <laughs> i have my hats on and stuff i just went up and rocked it out man yeah so now hopefully our band will get on it next year that's that's you know the stepping stone to that so yeah. yeah it's quite an experience i mean you work with a lot of in acting you work with a lot of big names it was it kind of musically though like being around hr bumblefoot did that just blow your mind like here i am <laughs> yeah jeff tate you know shooting the music yeah. video with jeff tate you know i mean even phil i mean when we started working together it just kind of blew my mind really phil x wants to play guitar with me really well, okay chris lord algae wants to, uh, we're friends now because i just chris and i are friends it's like it's not even going to work i go in the studio i'm so comfortable and relaxed and we get it and we talk through everything and it's if I really sat down and thought about it, you know, other people tell me, doesn't this blow you away? But I'm a pretty mm -hmm. calm, chill dude. And I just try to take it one day at a time and do my best and uh, not let it overwhelm me. So yeah. right on. I wonder pretty how cool. you guys, I wonder how you guys keep all your schedules. Uh, so like, you know, clear and everything. I mean, Phil, I know you're going out with Bon Jovi. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about just, you know, the shows you're getting ready for and any deep cuts we might hear that kind of thing. Uh, I can't tell you the deep cuts. because. <laughs> But it, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the temperature of the world right now is everything's on the, on YouTube the next day, right? Yeah. No right. So, you know, if we have some surprises, they got to stay surprises until that first show. I had but, to try. I had to try. Yeah, of course, of course, man. Right. Would it be you if you did? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, we just rehearsed for three weeks in in Jersey, and. Uh, and that was, you know, a production rehearsal for a tour like that. You're rehearsing in an actual theater. I mean, sorry, uh, an arena. And uh, so it was, it was pretty awesome. But it's just, we haven't done it in almost three years, you know. So it's, it's wow, we're doing that again. So it's pretty exciting. Um, and then when you, know, you look at the calendar and, you know, even way back in the beginning, um, when Kurt and I started, started talking about what we were going to do, he's like, look, I also make movies, so if you have to do something with Bon Jovi, I'll just work on my movie. And we thought, wow, this the calendar will probably work out. And so far, the jigsaw puzzle that is our live, <laughs> it just so happened to be I'm, you know, doing this window, and then this window is after, and it just worked out good for us. Nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I love, you know every canvas I get to create on, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great way to be creative. Uh, Cause what I do with Kurt, I didn't, I've never done with anybody else. And I get to play guitar the way I want to and write the way I want to. And it's yeah. just, and you get the other. Phil, Phil X unleashed. Phil yes. X unleashed. Like yes. That. Yeah. Not doing what everybody else tells him to do. Right. Sounds like a live album title. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I'm next. I dig it, man. I, dig it. <laughs> I love it. What, 
that, now that you have the EP under your belt, what's what are your plans, Kurt and Phil? Is there will there be a LP like on its heels? That's usually how it happens sometimes. But are you guys just you guys are both pretty busy, so. Well, we've got yeah. we've kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah. Already recorded. All we've right got another, another EP, another EP um, teed up that we're pretty pleased with. That uh, we're actually very pleased with. That excited. We might have a surprise single coming out soon. Can't really talk too much about that yet. And uh, after that, what Phil? We probably have two or three more EPs that we could put out with all the music we've done. So we've got some cool covers that we're probably going to put out on an EP someday. Chris is working on that. And uh, we just keep writing, man. I'm, gonna, I'm out here in L.A. and I, I wasn't expecting to record this week. But, you know, unbeknownst to me, Phil's got another tune ready to go from the, from the <laughs> guest group. So I'm going out tomorrow. I'm going to cut the vocals for it. So and it's badass. So we just awesome. keep going. Man. Yeah. So wait, you, what are your favorite tracks? You asked us. I think um, naive, man. I like naive. I also yeah. like. I just the start of the video for "Have a Cigar" is like, oh yeah, I could tell something big was happening here. And then just the it, the whole tune, just the crunch of it, the solo is insane. I, you know, everything I heard is just like it's mind blowing. And I love the comments too online because you can tell people are feeling it from all around the world, man. You know, that's what I love that, about that's, you. That's the beauty of the internet. Right? Yeah, man. You know, totally. Because, I mean, you can only tour, like, we're, we're only market, you know, we're, our target is the U.S. tour-wise because you not, still don't know what's going to happen with, you know, the, the COVID variants and all this stuff. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, but being able to reach, I, I learned that from Bon Jovi, too, early on, like, or actually even before that, Fred at Americana, uh, when I was doing videos, just YouTube videos, doing guitar demos, you're, like, getting messages from Thailand and messages from China and messages from Germany and all over the world. And I'm like, wow, the internet made this whole world a tiny place. So, but we get, you know, the same thing, man. You know, people are like, I just, you know, got your CD and I can't wait for you guys to come here because you got to sign it. And I mean, the, the fanship in the world is, is just a, a beautiful thing. You know, when you create something that you really love and then other people really love it too <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. well that have a cigar thing is is just so cool I, it's such a amazing song to begin with and it's got to be pretty liberating to to get on a cover like that and just go to town it's it, it hits them live too like we start playing it like uh we come out of the gate you know playing kurt dimer songs and well, they're already going, wow, what is this? This is cool. And then when we go into have, have a cigar, then they get hit something with familiar. And then, and the, the rendition that we do is pretty powerful. So I think it's, uh, we're all really proud of it. I think the proud thing is evident. You know, we deliver it live like it should be. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. I can't, can't wait to hear the single, the new single too. It's a, uh... no, no. It, it, you're going to be quite surprised. It's uh, really, it's very appropriate for the times right now. And it's, uh, I don't know, how would you describe it, Phil? It's, it, it could be become a, an anthem used a lot of places. So it's, I'm very proud of it. I can't wait for people to hear it. So, but we want to get it out the right way. So, yeah, it's a toe tapper. 
Nice. <laughs> what's your and I, this is for both of you you know what's your go-to for gear i mean i guess you know uh kurt certainly maybe microphones and just recording gear but and, and phil with guitar and stuff i mean do, like when did you kind of as you were doing your journey through music when did you settle on like your sound and 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 is there a go-to guitar or go-to you know brand that that you really dig i, I just think well obviously i, I played mostly gibson um and I mean, on the on the Jeff Tate tour, I knew what I wanted it to be, but we're doing an opening set of eight songs, and I'm still using four guitars because mm. I, <laughs> I I want it to be a certain way. One is because of tuning, right? Because it's a different tuning than the rest. But I just know, you know, cigar was a Les Paul, so I really want to use a Les Paul, you know. And then, uh, I, I just I feel like you know this song needs to be. The sound of the explorer because that's what you know i recorded it with and uh i mean you know some people say why why can't you just use one guitar and i, I look I, I i'm i'm telling the story here man <laughs> i need a i need several pens okay yes, yes. <laughs> but i'm using you know and everything you know there's a guy arcane makes my pickups and friedman makes my amp and uh i i started using two notes uh, Capture X, which is a cabinet simulator, but they're actually the Phil X cabinet pack as an artist that I use. And it's because, you know, I, I know what I want it to sound like, and that's exactly what I want it to sound like out front. And plus, in a situation when you're opening, sometimes you don't get um, sound check. So, and our, our, our boy Kyle, uh, he's our sound guy, and he just knows that if we don't get sound check, he can take the stick from last night's show, put it in his board, and recall last night's show and make a couple of tweaks, and it sounds amazing out of the gate because wow. everybody is direct. It's amazing. I mean, that kind of technology is pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I use SC mics. We all do in the bands. So. Yeah. And uh, that just kind of came about through Kyle as well. And uh, they wanted to bring me on and they had me shoot some uh, commercials for them. And uh, we have a studio in the, I have a studio in Cincinnati where we rehearsed before tour and I can shoot stuff in front of a green screen I have. And Kyle's got it, all his gear in there and which it wants my gear, I guess, but I call it Kyle's gear because he's mm -hmm. the only one that knows how to use it all. <laughs> but uh, so he got me hooked up with SC. So they've been a great partner for me. Awesome. Phil and Kurt, what, uh, when, you're, when you're playing with Bon Jovi, obviously, I mean, it's massive stadiums, you know, huge festivals. And, and then with Kurt, you're playing smaller venues. Do you have like a a preference is there just like a completely different energy from both those types of, of venues you know what it's a, i keep talking about canvases because they're so different you know even even before lockdown into 2020 when i was touring with my band the drills uh we were in a band and shared hotel rooms and it, that was in my heart too man i'm i'm ready to do uh i'm ready to travel the world and just do stuff and then when you do the Bon Jovi thing, of course, it's like, you know, even this run coming up is arenas and jets. And then when I'm with Kurt, it's going to be smaller venues and a bus. And uh, I'm ready to lay my hat anywhere. man. I just want to, I'm happy to play guitar. 
I'm happy to present material that I've created, um, co-created, and there's there's no there's no misstep, man. There's no you know there's no speed bump going from the depths and arenas to the uh, yeah man in theaters. I'm ready to just as long as I'm playing guitar and I love the people we're around. Kurt and I have put an amazing band together, and uh, we're a brotherhood. And it's just, if we're a gang, man. We're, we're a gang. gang. Yeah. And, what, and before every show, and the smaller, to speak to what you're asking, Phil, one of the things that we tell each other is we're going to go out and, and kick ass tonight like we're playing MSG, you know, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way you got to approach it because that's what our goal is. And well, you're not going to get there if you don't take that attitude into a smaller club, too. Well, and they can talk about this because it was the previous drummer. We were like, we, you know, we finished the show and Kurt's doing his rock and roll, introduced the band. And, uh, and you know, the drummer was like, and I'm like, and that just hit me like, what? Because I, I love having fun on stage, too. Yeah. When we walked off stage, I was like, I got in his face. Where are you playing, man? Because I'm playing Madison Square Garden every night. Where are you playing? Where you playing? Right, right. You know, and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, man, sorry, sorry. I go, you guys got to get it in your heads, man. If, if Even if there's 100 people out there, they deserve us to rock our hardest. Yeah. And, and yeah. that doesn't happen yeah. on that stage anymore, okay? Yeah. And, uh, and Kurt was like, man, you need to calm down. <laughs> no, I know. No, I love that because that's that's the goal. I mean, we want to play the big venues, but I've got to earn it. I got to get there. We got to get our music heard. And thanks to people like you for having us on. Hopefully, it'll happen. You know, sooner than later. And uh, we're yeah. working hard yeah. for that. So. Absolutely. Uh, Just a matter of time, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phil, I mean, before we go, Phil, we got to ask you about, I mean, Shane, we, Shane and I were talking like, what would it be like to step into that stage of like, you know, when you first joined Bon Jovi and like, holy crap, you know, and I mean, Shane, that was your question, right? You know, like, just... well, yeah, we were talking to Richie Faulkner uh, last week and oh, yeah. it was just some, it's something that came up and yeah. we got on the Hall of Fame thing. But um, yeah, what we asked Richie kind of the same thing. And you played with Rob recently at a, at a, at band at a band camp so that must have been a rush but what just going up there the very first show man for bon jovi what was that like um well you know you you get the uh were you nervous question a lot and i, yeah. was like, man, I didn't have time to be nervous <laughs> <laughs> that's how you trip yourself up yeah it's just fascinating you know? it's yeah. just uh you know it's it's funny how it happened uh, you know i remember it was 2011 um April 14th, John Bon Jovi actually called me at home and said, hey, it's John Bon Jovi calling and um, calling. And I was like, oh, wow, this is getting real. So he just said, you know, we want you to fly to New York and rehearse for a couple of days and then put you on hold for May. And I was like, okay. And then the day I flew to New York, Richie went into rehab. So on hold for May became you're playing May and your first show is in three days at the Jazz Fest in New Orleans, which is 50,000 people. So, um, I mean, if you get in your head, man, that's a big mistake. So I was just, uh, hey man, you've been singing and playing your whole life. It's just Bon Jovi songs, go. So I just walked on stage with that mentality and I was, I was doing it, man. But it, I felt like 
you know, the one thing that was really odd that was John didn't even pay any attention to it not being Richie until the encore. So for 90 minutes, the entire audience is going, who the fuck is that? <laughs> so that was, and I saw it on their faces, right? And then the internet, the way the internet works, obviously, was as soon as he did introduce me, I want to thank Phil X for helping me out. The entire 5,000 fans is like, who's this guy? <laughs> so now they're Googling me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty amazing. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I didn't get into the mode of, uh, I, I knew I couldn't be full Phil X because I get kind of nuts. And I knew I couldn't be full. I mean, I couldn't be Richie Sambora because of DNA. So there was a guy in the middle that showed up every night and just delivered. Mm -hmm. And then I, I knew it was a matter of respecting the band, Richie, the fans, the music. And I went in with that and it, it ended up working out. Right on. So awesome. Yeah, just what a rush, man. Oh my God. Yeah, it was pretty much a rush, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, and you guys in the meantime are doing this, this kick-ass project here, work hard rock hard out now and man this is just killer stuff we love it man we love when we hear some new tracks and awesome. uh just can't wait, man. So yeah. hey, we'll, we'll come back when there's new tracks yeah we, absolutely you're more than welcome oh my god you guys are more than welcome yeah anytime man we, we we love to talk and with anybody and have interviews we're building the kurt dimer family and uh yeah, it's, uh, you know, work hard, rock hard. That People can get copies of the CD. They can get, uh, we even have the single to have a cigar, and it's on KurtDimer.com. So that's will, you do a, will you do a vinyl thing at some point for the? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to do vinyl, but vinyls, it's like yes. you put an order in for it. It's like 10 months. So, oh, man. Hey, I know a guy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to assign that task to Phil. Because he knows that. I know that. That a guy. Yeah, we're, do we're gonna have vinyl, all kinds of collector stuff. The merch is gonna continue to grow. We're just getting started, man. And uh um, only time will tell. You'll yeah. see. Whoa. Oh yeah. Love it. Any any movies coming up? Um I'm getting ready to wrap a post on Hellbilly Hollow, which okay. uh, will be coming out this year uh we're going to take it and figure out who our partner is going to be for distribution um getting, re getting ready to shoot another one uh, with director paul boyd that they want me to play this character and i can't talk about and then uh, we're gonna we've got hellbilly hollow 2 written so hopefully we'll be shooting that sometime in, within the next year or so nice so, multimedia yeah. man i love it <laughs> that's awesome in the meantime we'll just keep rocking in a town near you you know, that's right. So. Check out those tour dates <laughs> online. Kurt Dimer, Phil X, man. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys having yeah. us, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you both, man. If appreciate you need it. anything, let us know. If you need me to do commercials for you, just hit me up. <laughs> you got it, man. All right. <laughs> awesome. And if you want to come to a show, are we coming to you guys? Are we, are uh, we yeah. I think I see Harrisburg uh, on uh, April 29th, I think. Or yeah. wait, yeah. I think so. Um, I'm going to be missing yep. that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'll see if there's one. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check and see. Man. Yeah, because we love to see you guys. Oh, my God. It'd be awesome. Yeah, we're going to be all around the Northeast at the very yeah. beginning of the tour. So, yeah, hit yeah. us up. Yeah. Let us know if you want to come out, man. Hell, yeah, man. Love to. Thank you. Absolutely. Love to. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care, Thank guys. Thank you.